It's gonna be good. beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. And I'm so excited to have Kayla. Kayla is such a beautiful, beautiful soul, beautiful young lady because she's so much younger than me. (laughs) She's like my daughter's age. (laughs) And we met at a networking group and I just, I could just tell that she has stories to share. And I feel like her story today that she's going to share with all of you is going to help somebody out there that's going through something in their lives that they can't, sometimes they need that person or that outlet, or there's other people that are going through the same exact thing. So with further ado, Kayla, introduce yourself and tell us uh, what you've been doing. And Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say you're so sweet. You oh. compliment me so nice. I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Um, <laughs> but <true>. yeah, <laughs> so I'm 34 years old. I have two children. Um, one is five, almost six, um, going on 16. And then <laughs> I all? have my son who just turned a year old yesterday. Um, and they are the lights of my life. They are my purpose yeah. in this life. And I'm sure many moms out there can agree with me. Um, but yeah, I'm your average woman. I work in business. I'm a mortgage broker. Nice. Um, technically, I'm self-employed. I do have a company that I work with, but mm-hmm. I pretty much run my own show. I mean, I think um, me being so strong-willed and independent. You're a boss lady. I am. I am. <laughs> I, I I also want to humble myself, but yes, I, I think I am, and I like to make sure things are done right. I so. really see that with the younger generation, yeah. now, and I wish I would have known what I know now about owning your own business or pursuing something like your passion or your dream, because... Life just takes a toll, and especially when you do have kids. Yeah. You're focusing on all the things that they're doing that sometimes you lose yourself through those years. But I see that you're doing such a wonderful job. I'm trying. You are. <laughs> I'm trying. So the topic, make it look good, I guess. You do. You make it look so good, babe. But no. Yeah. It's, Ironically enough, our topic. <laughs> yes, right. So uh, we were talking, Kayla and I, at the networking group, and we both decided that one of the topics that I feel that we have not talked about that much on my podcast. Actually, I don't even think we have. I mean, one woman talked about anxiety, but she kind of said that was towards the, the postpartum. So yes, we are going to be talking about postpartum. And Kayla is going to tell us about her experience. And we're going to share that with all of you today. So Kayla, tell us, uh, was this with your daughter or your son? So I thought it was with my daughter because, you know, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. And, you know, how you have that extreme drop in chemicals or whatever going through your body within that first week or so of pregnancy and delivery. And, you know, I thought I had it. But then the um, more I got back to myself, made it back to the gym after about four to six weeks, you know, everything was fine. You know, I actually... Small side note here, I was in a, in a marriage at the time that was very high stress and all that stuff, so I had some things distracting me. So, right. you know, I couldn't get caught up in all that. Um, anyway, so I thought I had it, and then when I got pregnant with my son, I started to feel different. Um, I am in an industry now, I worked in healthcare then, where I had a strict schedule, had to be at work, was there right. all day. Got the 40-plus hours in, went home, did my thing. Well, now I kind of work 24-7. If a client needs me, I try to be available right. because if I'm not, the next guy will. So Exactly. And it's I'm, high pressure, though. Yeah, and I'm actually in a male-dominating industry. Oh, absolutely. So I already have, you know, because men can sell anything. They'll sell their soul right. to, to get oh, a loan. Yeah. Whereas, like, oh, women, yeah. they're more empathetic. They care. So I think I take it a little bit personal and more. I, I take it. I take it on more. Yes. You know, I will go out of my way to help somebody even if they're nasty to me or if they've right. completely ruined their life or credit or whatever. I try to use whatever knowledge I have or I've gained throughout all my industry. And But we're multitasking. It's yeah. not like you're just doing your job Yeah, and so else. I feel like 
I had that going on. I'm pregnant, you know, and to be honest with you, I'm in a relationship where we've been dating for about three and a half, four years. So, I mean, we're in what, 2023, right? It's so that wasn't really the thing. It was just, but there is a little bit of pressure when you're, you do get pregnant. It's like, Oh, well, I have another child to my ex-husband and I have this. So I had that layer on me. And then I also had the layer of our industry just bombing. Right. I got pregnant right when the rates just went all the way up. Are you talking? So, yeah. So business went down. This was after. No, this was when the rate spike happened last Uh, January. Last January. Mm -hmm. And I was pregnant and business had plummeted and I'm sick the whole first three months. And by no means are these excuses. These are just layers of Of what your experiences that kind of bottled up on me. And I don't think I actually took a step back to look at how it was bottling up. I just, it just kept happening. And I didn't know it at the time, but I think I ended up having postpartum then it's called, I, I guess they call it peripartum. Okay. I come to find out, fast forward later, they said, no, you can actually have it during your pregnancy and after. Really? Yes. I had no idea. So and is it like a, not a depression, but is it like a way of you feeling that just... Like I had no control on anything. Yes. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't control the industry. I couldn't control my finances. I couldn't control not that. And it's not that it was lack of trying. It was right. just things were happening. And, Is it like a spiral effect? Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And there were days I didn't want to get out of bed, and it made it so much easier because I was pregnant. I could easily just like I'm not feeling good. Right. And I think you know, I was a science major, so I always revert back to a body in motion stays in motion, and I yes. think I was just spiraling in the direction that I was feeling. Right. If that makes sense. Because if you're not moving and you're not being It's active, easier just to stay there. Right. Yeah. Because you're the like, bed's I cozy. Yeah. I'm in the middle of a series on a show. Might as well just finish it off. Yeah. Darn that. Eight hours later. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I that's know. how a lot of my pregnancy was. And because I could work from home. Um, did it help or did you still feel that empty, like, oh, what is going on with me? So I describe it and I can only describe it as this because I, I, I've been on I, I've come out the other side right so but if you asked me while I was going through it I couldn't tell you I know until you left from right I, like I, I knew who I, I was you. you're right I knew I had a job I knew my body had to stay in motion and work and do things and I still had to produce I still had a child I had to take care of but some right. days it was hard right and you had to be healthy and you like, yeah and I tried to work out as much as possible we have fortunately enough we're blessed we have some nice things at home I could do stuff at home walk around my cul-de-sac stuff like that so you know I tried my best and I did and I think I helped it managed it and then um the start of you know kind of figuring I had something wrong with me was I was talking to my sister there was an argument between me and my boyfriend that it was just I didn't think he was understanding me and it just my emotions spilled over because I don't normally share things with family there's that want to be perfect or right, you not want disappoint. To know, right. That and it's not that things. you don't want to share with them. I, it's I just the same way. that I was the same way. I look like I have it together. I'm going to keep playing that role because mm-hmm. I want them proud of me, stuff like that. But oh my gosh, you're speaking my language. My emotions finally took over. And I think just whether it be divine intervention or right. whatever, um, I had said something to my sister and she's like, well, you know, I've had something since so-and-so was born. I don't want to name drop, obviously, because right. it's oh, not my business right. to share. But, um, And I said, really? She goes, yeah. And then she started to share her stories with me. She started to share, you know, maybe... And you're like, oh my gosh, She's I'm like, maybe medication therapy can help you, right. stuff like that. Maybe ask your doctor the next time you go. And here's where I think problem number one started. Yeah. I went to my doctor. I explained that I had a conversation and I was curious about it. What they did was, they said, okay, asked me a couple questions, put me on the medicine, never followed up. <gasps> Yeah. Uh, take the medicine and bye-bye. Which, okay, some people think that's But works. you need to talk, too. Well, what you're feeling. Like I didn't you know, know that until fast forward later. We'll right. discuss that later. But um, I feel like sometimes, I, I'm not sure of the pills, but sometimes the pills make you like just comatose, like where you just like don't feel anything. No, so the SSRIs are meant to, as and whoever's listening, I don't. We're not I'm medical. not a doctor. We're not medical. <laughs> this is just what my take on it was when my yes. doctor explained it to me. He said it was almost like a puzzle piece. Hmm. And there's like lock and key things in your body that that puzzle piece comes and links up with to kind of help you through a situation. Kind of, And it helps you, your body know how to feel good again. Now, it's not, okay. it's not a cure-all though. Like you still have right. to do things, whether it be therapy or uh, exercise, whatever helps right. you cope 
do. What is that, endorphins and yeah. culture? Yeah, that's what helps me. I just go throw a bunch of weight around. And right. I feel great. Sweat, right. You're maybe like, swear. I don't know. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm like a trucker. But, Nobody's um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So it, it basically. So you went to your doctor. It does it for you. Right. It, it gives you the prescription. And but it you, should be. Yeah. So what they, happens? So they did that. And, you know, I thought I was okay. And it takes like four to six weeks to kick in. Right. But then who knows if there's a placebo effect coming on, too. Because what if I just think, oh, I'm taking a pill. I'm going to be a little bit better. Right. So who knows? Because yes. I'm not talking to anybody. So I have no idea if it's really helping. I just tell myself it's helping. So we could fast forward a little bit because we got through the pregnancy. And, I mean, keep in mind, all throughout, I'm having disagreements with my boyfriend and... Work is still stressful. You're having arguments. I switched companies. That helped a little bit because the company I was in just did not treat you. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't good. And I switched companies to uh, a guy that did treat me a lot better, genuinely cared about who I was, knew my situation. Yeah, and helped me with agents, stuff like that a little bit. So it it took a little bit of that burden I was telling you was piling on top of me. It took a little bit of that off. So. Me, personally, got a little bit better, with a little bit with the pills, a right. little bit with the help with work, but the baby comes, and then a whole bunch of other things pile back on. Yes. You know, I'm raising a baby with a partner who's never had children before. Right. Um, I know what to do, but I'm too exhausted and not in the right state of mind. And I don't want to say right state of mind. I Like, I wasn't myself. Right. So I was I just get, a chicken know, with my head cut right, off. Right. Like, you know that's not who you are. I knew are. what You're I was like, doing. What is going I, on? My baby yeah. was safe, protected. Right. Like, I, I love my children. And my postpartum was just anxiety and stress right. and depression. So a lot of other people, because I don't, I don't want to not speak on the other types either, because some people will have traumatic thoughts about something happening to their children. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I would have spurts of that, but not that wasn't my full focus of my postpartum. So that was another reason I didn't think I had postpartum. I thought I was just crazy. I thought life had finally got me, and I cracked, you know. And and if you think about it, Kayla... You're not the only one. So, but you thought you were the only one. So you don't want to share like, oh, I'm having. These I thought really I was the only thoughts. one with it that severe or a very small percentage. Yes. And to make yourself vulnerable to talk to somebody because, like, what if they were just somebody that? Oh no! You I might have just had one thought and they were fine. You know, I had so like thoughts too. Like with my middle child, after I had him, I wrote all this stuff down. I was like. I'm depressed. I don't want to watch TV. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. I just, you know, I just felt like I was in this hole. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing, I'd have these thoughts of like, what if I dropped him? What, you know, what if a car hit us? Yeah. Like, I'd have these really bad thoughts. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't tell anybody this. This is horrible. And then you feel bad about yourself because yes. you're having What's those thoughts. And it's like, me? I didn't put that in there. That just popped in, you I know? know? And you feel so I have awful. this really high banister in my house that goes behind my couch and I'm in a townhome so it Mm -hmm. drops all the way down to the front floor and my couch is there and I'm like okay my daughter's old enough but my son's a baby he's not old enough yet we don't have to move the couch yet well you know my boyfriend was just tossing him up in the air and completely safe fine but in my head I just I just lost it I didn't picture I don't don't physically picture something okay I just it's a quick flash of something before my eyes that it, it happened really quick in an instant that I think, oh my gosh. And then it, you get that extreme feeling of like the pit of your stomach mixed yes. with the sweat. Oh my gosh. And yes. only somebody who's gone through this knows that feeling because it is, it's sick and, right. and it sits with you right. for a good couple minutes yes. and then you dwell on it the rest of the day. Right. Cause you're, yeah. what if, what if, what if, you know, yeah. this happened. And, and then that's distracting you from all your other stuff that you. No. Just put off all day because you're all right, worried about your child so and an unrealistic thing happening to them. You worry about something that doesn't yeah. even happen, but you think it could happen. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Well, my therapist said um, that that is a lot to do with personality types sometimes, um, at least from what she's gathered. Right. She said that high-functioning people, uh, people that are successful, because um, I was talking about anxiety and depression, why my right. anxiety was worse than depression. She said, well, you're high-functioning, you're successful, or or at least from my category you are. You know, Absolutely. You know, I beat myself up yes. sometimes, you know. I but know. she's like, you, you don't are goal-driven. Yeah, like so she's just like does. lawyers and, and oh, yeah. physicians and people in business that are like you are very much, like those type mm-hmm. A are the ones that get more of the anxiety, and they can have an extreme anxious version of postpartum. Right. Whereas some people who are depressive or just might have sad things that happen through them from through life or right. have an underlying depression, you know, that Something maybe wasn't triggered until triggers, they had a baby. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So she said that has to do with 
Do you think it's uh, hormones? And, and because you're saying your personality and your balance, like I think I'm the opposite. I'm not very type A. I'm more like, eh, relax. But I got the postpartum too. Like I had it and I had it where I was. You're depressed. a social butterfly though. So I, I think yeah. deep down, I think you are very high functioning. You just do it in a very carefree manner. And I admire that. I, I like sit that. There. Yeah. You're very, because I think you're high functioning. You run a podcast. And you've got, <laughs> you just told me you have kids and a game to go to. Like oh. you're high functioning. I didn't know? even think about that. Cause yeah, I always you may say not be I'm type, type a, a, but you got all this beautiful pink everywhere. And you, <laughs> you might be a little more type A than you think. I, you know, maybe, but maybe. <laughs> I can show you a true laid back person. Let me tell you, you are, you're successful. Maybe I just became that way. You know, I think that you do look at yourself differently than other people do, but when you are pregnant and we're all different, so I'm not going to, you know, this is not going to be something that's like, oh, this happens to everybody. You, it doesn't happen with every kid, you know, every child that you have, but you're, like you said, your hormones, you're high functioning. You are very, if you have such an organization kind of mental Mm -hmm. with your mind, if things don't go the way they're planned or the way you planned it Mm -hmm. out, it's like throws you for a loop. Here's a, that's a good point that you brought up and I'm glad you did because I was talking to my therapist about that. And if y'all don't have a therapist, please get one. (laughs) I have one. Don't (laughs) listen. Like I was so against them for many years because I grew up in a very Christian home and not saying that they don't talk to therapists, but I always felt the need to be perfect. And if I sinned or did anything that was against maybe what somebody else might do or appear to do I always thought it was bad and I thought if you needed a therapist it was bad no like that everybody makes mistakes I mean I have them cracking up every week (laughs) I know I I actually just got one recently for my child she doesn't see them I see them for my child because we have a picky eater on our hands and I want to make sure that I am Brian and I both decided to do it because we want to make sure that we're disciplining correctly. We want to make sure that we are setting behaviors up that we don't have to undo. Right. So it's actually for us you do to help to her them. when they're young. You have to start them yeah. like that because it. Becomes- but she's not even. She's not even talking to them. Where where yes. I am that I'm they're using me and Brian as a channel to shape her. Yes, I love with like that. I wish I would have known goals. that. And don't I'm not going to advise on any of that because I literally just started. Yeah, <laughs> just made our goalpost last night with her little right. chart. But right, and that's so what's far. It's for you. This is yeah, what you want and to it makes me feel better than sticking my child in a room and yeah, not because she's five. She doesn't understand. No, you know. So I don't want her to be overwhelmed with anything if I can. You know, help that. Well, you're ahead of the game with that. Yeah. So, do you think it's because you had the postpartum? You were talking. Were you talking to somebody after? No. So we'll go back to the timeline. So I had the baby, and um, uh, about three or four days after, I just I was screaming and yelling, and I'm going to overshare because I think it needs. Did you lose a lot of sleep? Because that's that's the other thing. Um, Like sleep deprived. I think I was prepared for it. Again, this is my second child, so that's true. I know better and. My partner, if anything, was, what do you need me to do? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now, him knowing what to do, he'd have to ask me. So that added a little bit of stress. And right. no knock on him, but that I think that added to my postpartum. And like the go. misconnection between him trying to understand me. First of all, him trying to understand a woman, let alone a woman with it's postpartum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... In his defense, yeah, they weren't there. They're not. He has no clue what he's doing. Me, I'm almost too impatient to try to educate him because I can't even get myself in line. So just all of that, boom, you know, blew up. And I was yelling this and that. And there was actually my window was open. It was August. It was hot, and I'm hot, cold, you know, whatever. So my window was open, and (laughs) the cops actually came because it was loud. And they came up and they asked if I was okay. And I said, I'm all a mess. Crying. I'm like, I'm fine. Like, you know, I still, I'm just in a nighty and underwear with my baby in the hand, just eight. So I'm a mess. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just going through a lot of stuff right now. And, you know, and, you know, and then he left, you know. And the cops don't understand either. (laughs) Oh, God, don't not when they're. They're like sixty-year-old ah. men. Yeah, <laughs> lady just had a baby. Okay. Even if they did at one point, they're the guy was older. He it's long out of no. his mind. And back, whatever he went through, if he did back in the day, was not the same as it is today. Right. So no. Um, then you know we still had a lot of confusing times. Industry. I never took. I, I never took leave. Um, because I'm self-employed. If I'm not originating loans, I'm right. not making money. I still have a car to pay for. I still have children and healthcare and 
just all these things that just don't stop. Right, rent. And I mean, you can save as much money as you want, but when you work in a sales industry, you're still going to have a chunk of time where you have to build that pipeline back up. So you almost can't stop. So So even if I had money saved, it would still stress me no matter what to stop. Right. Because if a loan comes in, what do I have to do? I just have to pull it out, right? Right. Do it on a computer. Take a call. And, you know, I actually took an application while in the hospital. I was in labor. I took an application. Oh, my gosh. It was a referral. I, yeah, I know, but you know what? So is that considered why people want to work with me? <laughs> yeah. Or is that considered someone No, it was, it, was, it was somebody I met up at UWM. There was a big conference um, I went to two weeks before I had Oliver, and I met a girl who's in Arizona, and she is from Pittsburgh, coincidentally. She was sitting right next to me, and, you know, a week before I went into labor, she's like, hey, my friend's going to do a for sale by owner. Can you help her? I want to make sure she's oh taking care of Oh, my gosh. And you're Met like, this girl ah. once. You're like, yes. And she <laughs> wanted to send me her business, and I thought, that's amazing. And I was like, that's the kind of stuff that gets your name out there, that gets people to understand you are willing to do whatever for that client. Right. So I was like, I got to do it. Word you know? of mouth. And, yeah. and it didn't really bother me then. But it started to catch up to me when I wasn't home, and there were sleep windows. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a very, I don't want to say laid back, because anybody that knows me would take a Big old chuckle at that one. (laughs) But when it comes to schedules and getting the baby to do a routine, I'm very laid back with that because I feel like if you try to force that, you end up more miserable. And it worked perfectly with Aria. But you're supposed to sleep when the baby sleeps, and you are not doing that. No, and, you know, I I don't believe that. So you were because then I have anxiety and stress from oh, from sleeping house not cleaned or yes yeah I got I got stuff to do I'm still working I still have another kid that needs my attention right I don't need mom guilt from that and I, I definitely know. don't need her deprived or thinking that she's not as special you know exactly. when you have kids from different homes so you were feeling the guilt yeah so fast forward to October. When was the baby? August 23rd. August 23rd. Okay. Oh, my God. Wait, that was yesterday. Yes, birthday was yesterday. <laughs> yes. Well, this is this is going to air after that, but... <laughs> That's okay. So, October of last year, um, this one I'm probably not going to divulge into, but long story short, and keep in mind, I've had my six-week follow-up at my doctor's office, which... That's another thing that ticks me off. Why, why are we waiting six weeks to check on somebody when you tell me straight up the first couple weeks are the hardest? Yes. That's insane to me. I know. That every doctor should feel shame for that, like, right. honestly. honestly. And I don't even care what I, I say there because that home. makes me mad. Right. I mean, they, it's almost like, okay, who's next? You just let me for six weeks to yeah. think, like, I'm crazy and all this other stuff. Right. You know? And Were you, you know still the, taking the pills? Yes. Okay. Yes. They had upped me. No, they didn't up me yet. I was taking just the regular starter dose. It had been working for so long. And I got right after I went to my six-week appointment, a couple weeks later, something happened, and Brian was like, I'm taking you to the hospital. I went to the hospital for three days. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know why? Because do you know how long you have to wait for a therapist? I know. You have to wait. Believe me, I know. Because I went into the hospital. They put me right in the next week. Yeah. That's the best thing that ever because happened. Because you have to knows go to where I would be right now. Who knows? Right. I never wanted to self-harm myself. I never wanted to harm anybody else and I never wanted to harm my kids, you know, and that doesn't make me a better postpartum candidate than the next person. Right. I'm just saying like you were crying for help. It didn't take like I it did I didn't wait for something like that to happen right. before somebody stepped in and said, you know, and I would have taken myself there. Right. Because of the stigmatism that oh, no. it's not like... I'm fine. What do you mean you were in a crazy hospital? And right. Been, I'm perfect. You know? All those the people use that terminology, and that's why we're so scared as women right. to go seek help because they call it a loony bin or they call oh, it know. an insane clinic or whatever words they use nowadays. Right. Why are no, we, I went to the hospital, and so, like, I was still pumping, it, and yeah. I ended up bonding with one of the nurses there, and she was just my saving grace because she's like, she's, like, she's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. You know, she kept reminding me, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. This happens to the best of us. And she was from, I think she was from some, somewhere in Africa, because I just remember just loving her voice. Uh, I would just listen to her talk the whole time. And um, I was since I was still pumping, we would get alone time, because, you know, nurses in any kind of hospital don't have five seconds to sit and chill. But because yeah. I was still pumping, um, I was still able to enjoy those moments with her. So that was, you know, I would love to thank her, but, you know, I only know her first name. So. Oh, I know. But um, I, you know what? I bet she knew that she helped you. Because yeah. going she through that, I mean, she she's probably seen so many women like that. And I think, yeah. you're, like, you're right, the stigma. Well, that, oh, we where I went was not just for postpartum. I was traumatized being in there, though, let me tell yeah. you. Like, I feel like there should be more special clinics just for that. Right. Just for that. Because, and I'm not saying that the other people in there 
are any different than me. Right. You know, there, it's a chemical imbalance symptoms with whatever. Right yeah. yeah, but from being in in a right state of mind, just kind of almost in a cloud, I was scared. I was like, this is what could happen if I don't do something about it. I know. You know, I couldn't just keep going down. Not down, knowing down. my name or some of the things that people would say in there or just yes. not, some didn't talk at all. And I was like, you know, I'm so glad that like, you got the help. I'm able, yeah. And you saw, and I, I know part of me wanted to be in there. Don't, right. don't let me fool you. Like I didn't want to be in there. No. He took me. Right. But you, you know. saw, like, seeing the other people and what you were going through, that you yeah. needed this. I wanted attention. It's almost like you needed That's this That's what it came down to. Too. You needed this rest. I did. I will tell you, being without my baby at six weeks old, very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. That was tough. I think he might have been, like, seven weeks or something, because it was right after my appointment. Yeah. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, you know, can I just have his blanket if he brings it into me? And they were like, no. And I just like I can't even like it was. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Well, it's because it wasn't just specially for postpartum. Yeah. Oh. There was a lot of other things in there. So you couldn't really. So I felt like a prisoner. Like yeah. I couldn't shave my legs, and I couldn't feel like a woman, which was another layer of issues. I was right. Having. Like, yeah. That's so, a lot to go through, and then you're going through that, yeah. and you're having like. So how did you? How do you think it did it help you being there? So it got me to the person I needed to speak to. And from there, I think it was all about me being um, conscientious of keeping my appointments. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to remember, as a mom, you're busy. You don't want right. to take a t- time out to drive all the way down to, what is it, Bloomfield? Right. Or West Bend is. You know, I don't want to go down there. So luckily, I was able to do Zoom. Um, so if Good. I was ever having a bad day or didn't want to drive or, you know. And, and keep in mind, my daughter, the, the daycare, when we move, didn't have any availability, and she was so close to school. I've been doing at home while working and having a child. Yes. Yeah. And like my ex-husband, his work schedule varies. So sometimes he would keep her a little bit longer during the week or make my schedule a little bit easier, but sometimes he couldn't, Right. you know, and, and I also don't want to give her away you know either so see, it's like it's, uh, yeah. it's such a balance and I see it so like you're you know the guilt it's like yeah. the mommy guilt yeah it's so hard for all of us yeah we really sometimes need to sit back and think it's okay to put us first you know just because we're going to be better for them and yeah. better for everybody else and to be honest with you I don't think I have too much of that I know there's a lot of women who struggle with that I see friends of mine that will literally have holes in their clothes now my holes are in my clothes because I just yes. like a shirt and it gets holes in it right <laughs> but there are some moms that literally don't buy themselves things and their kids have designer labels on and I'm like whoa So, like, I feel like I do a little bit of self-care. Like, But if I go do, like, if I go get my nails done, my daughter's sitting right next to me getting hers done because what is $8? I know. You know, and if you can't afford something like that, then... That's so go get go that. take a walk. Your kid your kid will want to walk with you. I know. Unless you're a teenager. I mean, my kid goes to my gym with me. She does CrossFit with me. Now she doesn't do the movements. So right. I don't need shamers out there but coming you, at me. So but do you, do she you does laps with me. Incorporate your children into your daily. I try to routines. Yeah, I try to. And I don't know if I necessarily did that on purpose. I think it's just how life came to be after a divorce and right. working a busy job, and then you know after COVID. Right. We had the option to do hybrid. Uh, so if I didn't have to so pay yeah. $1,200 in daycare a month, well, I'm not going to pay 12 Oh, my gosh. I will try to manage it, but, you know, sometimes it catches up to you. And think, I think about that, though. You know what, Kaylee? You brought up a good point. Think about the cost of trying to get therapy or trying to find someone to help you through things. Thankfully, Some people I was can't covered. afford it. Thankfully, I was covered. So what do they do? They like if somebody has postpartum, they don't. The real, the reality of it is, and I mean, some end up not with us anymore. Some end up abandoning so their kids. Sad, some yeah. end up just fine, just because maybe they learned how to cope, or they have a church organization they can talk right. to somebody for free. Um, that's definitely something that I should bring up too. Like a lot of people don't realize that, but your local churches, there are people in there that may that may be licensed. I know in my church back home in Greensburg. I remember there being licensed therapists that would dedicate some of their time and just speak with women. They it wouldn't yes. be it wouldn't be a therapy session, but I I knew their job. I knew what they did, which right. means if I had a conversation with them and confided in them, 
I knew that whatever advice they were giving me came from an educational background. It was never set up like a therapy session, but even just small talk over coffee. Yeah, and like women talking to other women, Mm -hmm. and you strike up a conversation, because when you talked about postpartum, I was like, oh my God, I had that too. Getting it out feels so good. Yes. Because we're okay. It's just normal. This is not something that's taboo. Like, oh, oh. if you sit in, if we had like 10 women in here, I bet you half of them would say they had postpartum or some type of where they felt. I really wanted to like, because we did this so quick, I I really thought about it and I was like, I have at least three or four that have great stories that wouldn't even mind sharing. And I'm part of that mom's network group in Mount Lebanon. And I think there's like 150 plus members. Really? Yeah, they're all over. And I'm not even in Mount Lebo. I'm on the Oscars. I was recruited in because somebody that had been doing it were like, this would be perfect for you. We have mental health nights. Oh. Yeah. And like, so the people that can't afford therapy. So these women that are out there that are going through this or know someone that's going through this, they can join a networking group of women. And it's not even just for that. There's play pods where you you get put with parents that you might jive with and you know, you don't have to feel uncomfortable with one, you know, because it, it's very, people think, oh, that's kind of clickish. No, not at all. No. You know, I we just, it's at the real. mom's group, we did the Taylor Swift thing. I don't know if you saw online, if, if you followed me then or not. I but don't know. They took a whole limo down. They did the whole kit and caboodle like we were 21 years old again. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the youngest of the group, if not one of the younger ones. Yes. And we just all felt alive and yes. had a grand day. And we were dressed like we were 13 years old, basically. Because, oh, you know, everybody wearing the Taylor Swift outfits, whatever. But. That that's something we did together. Yes, you know, and you need that. They had a it's, picnic just recently for all the members for the kids and the oh, family. Oh, that yeah. is so wonderful. Very nice. And now, how how would you, if you had someone that said, "Oh my gosh, Kayla, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like I, you know, I I just have my baby and I just have these thoughts and I'm just, what would you say to them? First of all, I don't think I would ever use the words "nothing's wrong with you." I think that people think that that helps. But I don't think it does because I think when you go away in the quiet after you've talked to somebody, you sit back and think, well, I didn't tell them everything because they told me nothing was wrong. So I didn't really want to be honest with them. Think about how much you want to share with somebody when they tell you, like I just told you, cops came to my door. You're going to be more open with me because you're like, oh, well, she's real. She ain't going to judge me. I'd rather have people on here that are real. Something I would say to somebody is say, listen, I am, I'm not perfect. I probably could shoot you under the table with stories. You well, know? they look at you and they think, oh, she's got her shit together. Look and that's her. something I would probably she's say, beautiful. like, I look like I'm put together, but this is how I keep it together. This is yes. this is my outlet. Like, some people say, oh, you don't have to get all dressed up. No, I do. That makes me feel yes. good. I that just, makes me feel good. That's so funny you said that because when I, you know, I'm a lot older than you, but when I was, I, I was a stay-at-home mom because my husband traveled. And I would wear jogging pants, and I really didn't exercise, and I just focused on the Back kids. on the weight real quick. Just right. joggers all the time. I go to Chuck E. Cheese. That's like, another reason why I don't. Yeah, and I'm I didn't put myself first. That. And, like, actually, I think as soon as I hit my 40s is when I was like, all right, I need to start doing stuff and start, you know, looking nicer. And the podcast has really brought me out of my comfort zone of, like, the point where I don't care. If people don't want to listen, they don't like me, hey, go, you know, there's other podcasts out there. But, you know, if you want to be a part of my life and you want to share your story with me, and especially stories like postpartum, because it's a word that people are like, well, do I have it? Do I not have it? What is it? What are the symptoms? What are the... I think the symptoms are definitely open-ended. I don't think... I think a lot of the times, too, the self-diagnosis stuff, you don't even have to Google. Like, I don't think women with postpartum ever Google. You don't want to know. No. Like, I feel like you don't want to know. You don't want to be that statistic. But the reality is, the statistics aren't even real because people aren't talking about it. They're not. And they don't They're not real. Just like, so do you think the hospital should say, um, when you have a baby? They're more concerned about, and rightfully so, but they're more concerned about getting 12 people in here yes. to teach me how to breastfeed. Yes. And the funny thing is, with my daughter, I didn't want to breastfeed. I know that's terrible, but no, I worked... it's not. I worked a very long days in the hospital. I knew I didn't want to stay See, in the doctor's the office pump. Guilt. Like, why did I wanted to do just get to? into a routine just so my baby was fed. I didn't want to have to stress if they were or not fed. And I just, I didn't understand that bonding mechanism either. I, I was new to being a mom. Right. So, but they really pressed it on me. Yeah. And I think I felt like in was... a hospital setting, they pressed the breastfeeding thing. They mm-hmm. pressed all this stuff. Nobody ever came into my room and asked how I was feeling. Mm-mm. I, I did get told, you look really good, you know, because I get, I'm, both times, I get up, I shower, I do my makeup, I clean my room, like, yeah. if, again, body emotion stays in motion, like, yes. I heal fast, 
and anything I do. I feel fast. I had a very quick labor and delivery. So they see the outside, but they don't see what's going on in the inside. Yeah. And that's the hardest, I think. Yeah, and I feel like the people that look like they have it put together are the ones that don't get enough attention either. Mm-hmm. They need to talk about things. They need yeah. to just express how they're feeling and what they're going through. And to know they're not alone. Yes. I, that was the biggest thing. I felt alone, and I felt like my body was me in a cloud. And I was just walking, and this cloud was following me. Yes. And I was in a cloud. I could see the world around me. Think about it. When you're in a cloud flying through the air, you can still yes. see, but you can't see far. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's a great analogy. Because yeah. you I said like yours was too. a whole. Yes. So, like, I feel like people will see it differently. But I remember. I would stare into space. Like, what What am I doing? What am I? Yeah. Why am I staring it's almost like a, it almost is like a hole and a cloud. Yeah. You're a cloud inside of a hole because you're trying to dig your way out. Right. But you don't know how because you have and a cloud around you. Do you think I told anybody? No. No. Except my husband because I wrote all this st- stuff down and he kind of looked at it like, what the heck is this? I never even used the term until I ended no. up in the hospital. I ended up taking Prozac and I took it for a couple months and then I was like, I got to stop taking it. I don't How long look. ago was that that you had um, to do that? My son is 20. It was when he was Okay, so SS, SSRIs or whatever probably don't exist didn't exist then. Probably so th- not. Yeah, cuz that's a compound that's supposed to Right. I was dual. actually more, It's like a dual medication. I was more like um I don't know. It just Prozac is an instant treatment, yeah. whereas SSRIs are long-term, so you have to wean off of them as well. <coughs> right. You can't cut them cold turkey. Right. But the one thing is, all circling all the way back to where I remember when I said that was my first problem, I think that's why. I think because the medication, they had increased it. And then I started talking to my therapist, and they had um, they were noticing everything was feeling good, whatnot. But um, I forget where I was going with this. So where, I was going to say, because... Going back. Oh, they said that if it's left, if you just take the medication and it's not really monitored, you can actually have worse symptoms of postpartum. Oh, geez. Yeah, because it's actually a side effect. Anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, stuff like that. Yeah. It's also a side effect. Well, These then, pills are amazing. That, Modern medicine is beautiful and amazing, but that was why that was problem effect. number one. Yeah. I was never monitored. And who knows? Maybe I didn't need the medication in the beginning. Maybe I just needed... Someone to talk to? Someone to talk to, but I think it spiraled because of everything combined. It yes. not being addressed, me not opening up, feeling comfortable, um, lots of pressure, yeah. work, everything. I think it just it's, all exploded. It's so strange. If you think about it, Kayla, like we're all going in this direction together. We're all trying to like keep ourselves afloat. <laughs> ahead above water. <laughs> ahead above water. And we feel like people are judging us. Yeah. You know, always. we're in a And society. the sad thing is they are. Yeah. I think I think what we need to learn is you don't think any who cares moms judging. have gone through postpartum. Maybe we need to stop focusing on who's judging us and how to how and to just, really understand how to not care. Right, and just say, hey, this is me. People say to me all the time, don't perfect. you care what people think? I do. I care what people think of like first impressions stuff like that. But as far as my opinions go, I really don't care what you have to say about me. Like yes. I am who I am. My I kids know. are beautiful. I wish I was. They're healthy. And, you know, some of that is talk, and I have to tell myself that because I don't always feel that. But I think the more you speak something into existence, I think the more powerful it can become. Right. You know, the, the, the mind and the body or the mind and the mouth are the most powerful things. Well, you know, you're, you don't know me that well, but I've, I've always been that person. I feel like I do. I know. I know. <laughs> really, we do. And I was always that type of person that was if um, I always tried to make everybody else happy. Like if you, had a baby, if you had a baby, I was over there making you meals, whatever you want. You know, I was making stranger meals all through. That's that type A personality. Oh, so maybe I do have a type A. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I. At least that's what I tell myself. Yes. And I felt like the guilt of like a friend would text me, even now, still with my podcast. I'm so busy, but if somebody texts me, I feel so bad. I'm like, I got to answer them. But meanwhile, I'm just like, I got to put my phone down and focus on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I always put people above my needs and I finally like this is so stupid but like I went to a nail salon and they kept on chipping my nails and I was like I paid $45 should I just you're the type that doesn't say anything doesn't say anything doesn't say anything you know what I actually said something and how good did they look after they fixed them and they probably well they nope no oh they were more like well what are you doing with it and you should have told them you wanted it thicker and I said whoa 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 This is your expertise, not mine. I didn't know I had time. So I felt good. I was I walked good out. Good for of, you. I know. I walked out of that. That like, makes me feel what? good hearing it. I want my you know, I want what I paid for. Yeah. And I paid forty five dollars and they chipped within a couple days. You know what though? Like I feel like that's more stupid, people though. should be No, it's not stupid. I think that is needed more in the society with 
the right reason it's not is because then somebody calls you a B-I-T-C-H. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know if that was We allowed. can say bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> not much more than that. Though. Um, yeah, because they think, oh. Or if they, like, randomly see you and don't know you or didn't know that that was the background. Oh, yeah. It. There are people in there, and they heard me talking. Like, I was like, yeah, well. But they don't know. They don't know who you are, yes. though. And yes. I think that also, that's and then, another then, postpartum thing, too. But I also felt the guilt of, like, oh, what were those people thinking of me? Like, I'm really not like that, I swear. But I had a fight, you know. I was going to say, for my right. <laughs> to you know, I just, Break out in song and dance? Yes, right. <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do do that. But I just felt like I that was a need for me. So we feel like our insecurities in life and what we go through. Yeah. And, you know, you're... I feel like I can give you knowledge um, about what I've what I've been through and what I'm, you know, and the things that I and it doesn't stop, right? But it doesn't stop. I'm learning from you. Don't let people like I don't want people to think that postpartum has an end date. Like Mm -mm. it can it it spares nobody. Yeah, it can it can come and go, and just because it's not out of control, right? You got to forever maintain how you manage yourself and respond to things and how you build yourself up. And I think it's getting your confidence back because I feel like sometimes like I'm off my medication. I have been for several months and. The um, they normally discharge you at about a year. I've been kind of slipping my way through because I, yeah. I like to keep talking to them. So I yeah like, yeah I'll see you in two weeks. So I like yeah. I do them more sparingly now so that they don't like totally get on my was case. Was it like a was it a good thing that knowing that you had them there? I think it helps me keep myself grounded to know I'm not crazy through other spurts too. But they're like. Honey, this is normal. Right. You're fine. Yeah. And they said everybody has anxiety and depression. Yes, we all You know, people think that they're spared of it. No, they're not. Like, everybody has it. It's just maintaining healthy levels of it, and that's why you're here. Well, I've learned through my therapist that I had traumatic things happen to me when I was younger that I didn't even know about. Yeah. And she opened... I mean, oh, my gosh. I was like... What the heck? So, and, or it could be opposite. It could be further on in life where you have yes. something that you don't even realize is traumatic. Right. Or you know, that or, triggers and it brings up memories from something else. Yep. That's the hardest thing. We're all human. We're all going through this together. Yeah. We all have our insecurity. We all have our depression, anxiety, whatever it is. To manage it is just... You got to do it on your own. You got to figure it out. And there's some days I don't know what the hell I'm doing. There's some days like today, like I was super excited to come do this, but I had such a busy morning. I was like, I just want to lay in bed and watch TV. For I know. An hour. I'm kind of tired. Believe me, I was in bed too. I was like, no, but get I did. Up. I did not want to miss out on this because yeah. I feel like this topic, Kayla, is so important. Yeah, I feel like and there's I'm a lot so, of people that are so, so excited and happy that you shared this because I know it's going to help other women out there. Well, that's my hope. That's, so. How that's are you feeling now? Like I said a minute ago, I'm I still have I still have days where I yeah don't feel like the We're best mom. Be. It doesn't go away. I mean, it's not like it goes my son's away. party was Sunday, and I probably was such a bitch. Like, yeah, and and it's but that doesn't mean you're depressed or have any anxiety. No, but I think that perfect. Like, like We're I'll use perfect. the word rage. Yes, it, it it may not come out as like when you see when you say rage, some people think instantly like angry, red face. Sometimes rage doesn't come out that way. Sometimes rage comes out in different forms, and my therapist is able to walk me through different versions of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I need to stop telling myself I'm better than I am because I do have something like that. And, you know, I've heard before from a very wise individual. I will call her my stepmom. Yeah. But she told me that um, anger is a secondary emotion to fear. And I think a lot of the times rage and anger come out in a way that makes oh the person God. looking I at need you to write that down. Well, I'll, I'll remind you. Yeah, after. remind me after. Oh, I love the, that. Um, yeah. So, and I hold true to that because it helps me remember that, like, I'm not, I'm not a mean person. Right. I'm not. I can't. I, sometimes I can be mean. You're passionate. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly that's it. And word. I think passionate, goal-driven, strong people get that label on them. Right. And another thing I was just talking to my therapist about with all this stuff going on is I'm sick of being called controlling. Because yes. I like structure. Uh, that's yeah. It's a whole and especially word. from people that have no structure. <laughs> like, right. You know, I'm sick of that. And yeah. it's like if, if no structure works for you, more power to right. you. But if you're in my world, don't label and you're, somebody as a controller. Whether you're co-parenting with me or you're um, dating me or you're my friend or you're my business associate, if you're in my world at the moment, like if it's something I need done in a certain way, like right. please try not to question it. I'm going to be conscientious and try. To work best with somebody, but yes. like, if I were in your world or doing something for you, I'm not going to control yours. You know, exactly. mine is to just keep me on check and make sure my things are done. I have clients I have to answer. I have kids right. that need fed. I have 
my body needing to go to sleep at some point. You right. know, I have a house that needs clean constantly because I feel like it just gets dirtier the more I oh, clean it. Oh, God. Why do you have dogs? Uh, oh. No, I need a dog. I have too many crumbs on my floor. It makes me mad. My I have doesn't bagels, even get them. And I have to clean up after My them. son starts to eat them now that he can move around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not good. That might not be a crumb. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so I think wait, that's wait. another thing that stresses people with postpartum out, too. They get, yes. they get that controlling. And that label. label. We don't deserve any labels. We, no. You know, I mean, I for people... For other people to label, this sounds really weird, for other people to label other people means that they have some type of insecurities about themselves. I agree with that. Absolutely. Don't you think? Because they're they're trying to find your insecurities because they have their own. And sometimes people don't do it consciously. Yeah. Like, that's another thing I think we have to remember, too. Well, it's funny, too. Like, when I was in my 30s, you know, and raising my kids, I feel like, you know, everybody's judging. You're like, does your kid look clean? Does, you know, do your your kids... me. Yeah, do that. (laughs) And then... But I don't care if other kids look dirty. Right. I want mine to look clean. But then all of a sudden... And then I'd be, like, sitting around with these women having coffee, and they'd be talking about other women, and, did you hear about this? And I thought... Oh, my mom used to ground us for gossiping. Well, you know, I finally came to that realization. I'm like, oh, no. Why am I gossiping? Why are we gossiping about someone? And when they start now that I'm older and I realize, like, come on, people, you're not perfect. Don't, don't it's you're speculating, you're making up rumors because you're you're bored. Your life is boring. Yeah. And I just finally realized when anybody starts talking about other women, I'm like, listen, get uncomfortable. Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? You don't know what they're going through. And that's what I've learned with doing this, sharing all these stories, because I don't know what you're going through. I'm like, oh, she's a bitch. Or look, at I have a bad, or maybe it's a good habit of standing up for people I don't even know and like a story like that like I feel yes. like I will try and be like well or playing the devil's advocate some people call yes. it I'm like well you know maybe yeah put yourself in their shoes you dim don't know down the goes. gossiping a little bit you don't know, you don't know what <laughs> yeah. goes on be, behind closed doors yeah so you can't like everybody thought oh you Jen she's got her stuff together she's doing this she's doing that she's so happy she's always in a good mood well no 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 Jenny D has just her lost moments. my shit before I walked in here you know <laughs> I have just I because I know moments. how to put lipstick on doesn't mean I, I need to lose my shit I know <laughs> and that's what I want to come across with everybody and I, you know and having you as my guest like I I am just fortunate that you are so brave to open yeah. up and talk about something that everybody thinks, oh, no, don't talk about postpartum. Uh-uh. That doesn't exist. Or my thing is, like, I feel like when you talk about it, people might judge you or think you're a bad mom. Or I think that's why a lot of people also don't talk to somebody early on is because, like, oh, well, are they going to take my kids away from me if I tell them I have this thought? Or That's a huge thing, too. Like. No, and some of these doctors have no idea. Right. Some, you ever, even if they're women, they may have never gone through it. They're yeah. just reading a textbook. No, and then, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything about the male doctors, but I feel like... They don't they, know. They, yeah. I will. They, they got to do, do research. I had one doctor that was in... Um, she was a pediatrician, and she didn't have any kids. And I remember, like, she would say stuff, or and I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> I wanted to be like, how do you know? I think at least with female doctors, even if they've never had kids, they at least have a female brain. I think yes. any kind of male doctor is always very hard with that, and no Again, no, they, they may be the They're best trying, doctor yes. in the world with the body and the anatomy and all that kind of fun stuff. But when it comes to the mind and anything internal, that is all based off opinion. Right. Just like pain. You can't, you don't know somebody's pain threshold. Exactly. You also don't know somebody's mental health threshold either. Yes. So it's very hard. So, and even from a, a male doctor who's never even experienced it with his wife, anything, like nothing, just a textbook maybe, right. versus a woman who is a physician who's studied the ins and outs of it, has gone through it, has come right. to the other side of it, has family that have gone through it. That broad range. That knowledge. That yes. person still has no idea what you've gone through. Exactly. They can only educate and advise, but they still don't even know. It's exactly. such a hard topic. So in the nutshell, babe, we would say that anybody out there that's going through this or that have gone or that are still going through this, even after years and years, I mean, it doesn't, there's no end point, right? Mm -hmm. And oh gosh, what if I'm still going through it? Find somebody to talk to that makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like dating. Like don't give up because the first person you try to talk to wasn't helpful. Yes. You know, they may not have gone through it as deep as you or on the same level as you. They may not have the same empathetic nature as you. Or they might be, I don't even know what other types of personalities. We'll just use type A again because that's the only one I know. But maybe they're not type A like (laughs) you, you know. So don't, I mean, like test the waters. Don't be afraid to burn out a little bit in trying. Not burn out completely in life. But burn out, like like striking out, I guess I should say. Exactly. Like if you strike out with somebody, call somebody, call me. Like I don't care. I know. Talk to anybody. 
Well, it, you know, not that not to switch the subject, but I was away with my cousins. This is our third annual wine festival. Um, so we, mm. we go to Deep Creek. Nice. So the first time we went, we were all sitting outside eating breakfast. This was on Sunday. And we all started talking, and we realized that we all have so much in common because th- this person's been I love that. stuff. She's, but we never talked about it because we would see each other during holidays. That's and, like my mom's group. I yes. swear. And then you finally all come different out personality say, types. Yes, but we're all the same, right? And we're all like, "Wow, I didn't know you're going. You should have called me." You know, it was like one of those things. Like we're cousins. Like uh, we'll be there for you no matter what. Different looks, different ages, we will not different judge areas of life. Right. But somehow you guys all connect. Yes. I love that. It was it was a wonderful feeling. I, I mean, I that. just. Oh my gosh, we That's can, we what can you talk need forever. To find. <laughs> yeah, call call me. Come join my mom's group. You don't even have to share your deep dark secrets. Just come sit in a setting and listen yes. to other people spill. I would Honestly, love it. I would love it. Yeah. You know, I I just feel like this day and age, if you don't talk about it and you live in, you know, suffer in silence is my. It's gonna thing. swallow you whole. It will swallow you whole. You have been such a delight. You're amazing. Thank You're you. amazing. You are an amazing mom. Oh, thank and you. you know, and everything that you've been through, hun, it just makes you stronger and makes you really think about, guess what? I'm not perfect. Yeah. As much and as I like okay. to try to be. And I, I know, <laughs> but it's okay. That's the thing that you shoot for the moon, you land amongst the stars. So you can strive to be perfect, but right. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Just be perfect. There's nothing you. wrong with aiming for perfection. Yeah. Just know that you're not going to be perfect and that it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I like that. Yeah. That's a that's a wonderful. We should. I'm a metaphor should, quote person. I know. We, so I'm a we're gonna for that. <laughs> figure a title for this. I bet it's yeah. gonna be something cute. But yeah. so we're gonna wrap it up, babe. And I just want to say, you know, I just so appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. coming all the way out here. And you know, your days are so busy, and I just feel so grateful that you're here. Oh, Sarah. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was spill with me, Jenny D. Take care. Come spill with me.